0: Motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk People sounds like. like. The joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just came here to fuck around. People like games. That's fucking outstanding. What's
1: up?
0: What's up? And welcome to episode eight zero of people like games i'm solo and i'm lilo and it is le squad in the building and you are tuned in as per usual to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry trademark 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 Pew, pew, let's go. It feels like it's been a minute, but it's only been six days. I will be honest. However, time flies by. Yes, it does. And when that time does fly by, I have not had the opportunity to play any games in said time. However, Lilo, have you been getting down on anything?
1: Oh, dude, I've been getting down and dirty. I tried Splitgate uh, once or twice, actually. Halo and Portals together. It's free on Steam. Check it out. And then also... Apex Legends just dropped their legendary season hunt, whatever that means. But some cool skins, stuff like that. So, played that once as well.
0: That's about it, though. I'm sort of jealous. So, eventually, Mm -hmm. we're going to get around playing. Apparently, I will be playing Apex again for, like, two days. And then I'll get bored of it. Because it's sort of overrated, but I have a lot to talk about. And so, without much further (laughs) ado, it's plug walk time because... We have three events this month, if you are not aware. So first and foremost, we're going to start with a big thank you to and a big ear, which Lilo was very adamant we include in this. To all those who attended, as well as shout out Beezus for, as usual, helping us set up everything. You'll be hearing him, uh, more during our book review which will be announced with the date at some point I assume it's going to happen with the next three episodes because it's a monthly book thing anyway first we have up the Miyazaki Film Night 2 where we'll be screening My Neighbor Totoro that's June 14th then we have people like Trivia which is a gaming themed trivia night that's June 21st and then we are running Smash Back 24 people. That's June 30th. Every one of those is at Industry Makers. You can find more information on that on our Twitter at People Like Games or our Instagram at People Like Games. You can also find Lilo and Bezos on Twitter. Lilo is at Lilo PLG. Beezus at Beezus PLG. And you cannot find me, so fuck off. Ha! <laughs> Um, But realistically, you you can find me on this show that you are listening to on Spotify, App Podcasts, SoundCloud. Basically, all the usual suspects, more or less. And our Reddit, our backslash. You guessed it. Surprise. And now, that's all I really have to add there. Over to Lilo for a little bit of...
1: The talk, baby! Table of contents! What can you expect this episode? Starting off with the first thing, we got hotcakes in the lobby. It's the one-liners, and that's all you need to know about the stories from this past week. We're getting them to you and moving on. Then we're going to roll over to our quick scope, which is the staple of this podcast. The quick scope is where we give you the rundown of all the gaming news in this past week, in the week of the fifth, that we think is important for you to hear, all right? This could be business-related news or just video game-related news. Anything that Solo and I find interesting for you, all those stories. Uh, We're going to skip Solo something or another this week, and we're going to roll into a game spotlight that our editor found. And I wanted to highlight this because it's very cool, but because our editor found it and because it was great. And then we're going to roll over into... This is actually really cool. The final lap. And the final lap is where we talk at length about a topic. And this is going to be our predictions for E3. We did this last year, and we've been doing this podcast for over a year and a half now. So it's just funny that we come full circle to big events in the gaming world. And Sol and I are going to give you our predictions for this upcoming E3 of
0: 2019. Again. And then we can add Lilo brought up before the show compare them to our guesses from last year which Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm sort of curious what we did say i'm not gonna lie i'll probably go back and listen to that tonight
1: (laughs) we don't want to see that it's gonna be bad i know for a fact
0: (laughs) that subjectively speaking i was probably objectively right
1: and let's get it moving all right so let's start out with our first hot cake in the lobby that idea Dragon <sighs> Quest is getting the Pokemon Go treatment, and you should expect an app out within the year. Dun-dun-dun! Figure out what that means.
0: Sola? That's a pretty cool idea, I think. I had mentioned before, AR over VR in the near term. Next up, because I am playing The Witcher 3, I thought it was worth mentioning that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed uh, to likely 2020. Next. We also have up a little bit of Mario Kart news. Uh, Looks like some of the uh, gameplay from the beta has been leaked. You can find that online. Next.
1: Nice. All right. If you're wondering about google stadia the pricing of the said console the google streaming device is to be revealed at their announcement this thursday and let's wrap it up with the final the final high cake in the lobby this is coming from ign it's actually pretty pretty funny and i thought interesting and indicative of their uh readers but anyway half of ign's readers want a next gen sony console the most out of microsoft xbox and google so 40,000 people 20,000 people want sony I, I don't know i don't know i'm wondering either I'm wondering
0: that reflects on the strength of sony or the uselessness of those types of
1: polls
0: <laughs> yeah yeah More or less. anyway <laughs> who knows what do we got all right we got the quick score you know
1: all right uh So let's kick off the quick scope with a follow-up. So I covered in last episode about the WHO, World Health Organization, officially ruling that the gaming disorder is real. They signed it into the ICD-11, and that should be coming out, I guess, rolling out in 2020, I believe, or something like that, June 2020. Anyway, uh, they believe that gaming disorder is real and gaming addiction is real, and it is now categorized as a mental health disorder. So in order, well, this is really coming from the industry, but there are many academics looking to validate or invalidate this work and the only way you can do that is by uh, calling volunteers and having them be tested so there's a new online test that was launched to better identify the effect of the gaming disorder itself Spotted by Eurogamer, the test, which is literally titled Do I Play Too Much Video Games, takes about 20 minutes and asks you various questions about the user's gaming habits in general, about your personality as well. And then after you're done with the test, you get a score out of 20. Right now, over 100,000 users have taken the test, myself included. Uh, So it's pretty funny. I, I got a 10 out of 20. And uh, that's apparently in the 62nd percentile of gaming disorder. I would say that I am definitely addicted to games. I definitely enjoy playing them. But I also think that they give you a personality score as well. And my personality is not indicative of those same people who are addicted to video games, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I know very much that I enjoy them and I make sure that they don't affect my life in a negative way, but I don't know if everyone does that. So either way, if you're interested in this study, you can literally type in, do I play too much video games study and then the first link you'll see is going to be a link to this quiz you'll participate your statistics will be uh utilized in academic papers it's actually kind of interesting you knowing that you'll be part of uh hopefully validating that gaming addiction is is or is not real i don't know we'll see but either way solo where do you think you fall on the scale from from zero to 20 (laughs) zero to
0: 20 realistically i would be shocked if i ended up at like more than a five. Part of Ooh. me thinks that a lot of people have told me that I have far deadlier addictions than video games already. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, going I to would her, say man. on, on going the list of uh, priorities, uh, I it, it, that I have to worry about being, uh, you know, potentially harmful. I think gaming might be a healthy alternative to where I'm rolling. Uh, so see,
1: that's what I'm saying, and that's what a lot of
0: gamers like to say. Kids don't smoke cigarettes like Lilo does,
1: (laughs) don't do drugs. Dare,
0: stay in drugs, don't do school, stay
1: in drugs, don't do gaming. Yeah, just kidding. Uh,
0: I don't know where we went with that, but it all I know is that I do think I'd fall within the five range. I think that because they add in the personality types, it does become uh, tied to uh, isolation more so than anything. But, you know, now away moving away from gaming disorders and on to a little bit of randomness. Uh, in a little bit of news, Cuphead apparently is headed to Tesla Motors' vehicles. And that is on the basis of a interview with uh, Tesla Head... Elon Musk who said that the game would be ported into Tesla dashboards coming this summer. However it's not really actually going to really be in there. It's going to be a modified form that is not the full game uh, and will use a USB controller not the car's dashboard touch controls and uh Shocking that Elon Musk overpromises promises and under delivers. I would have never guessed that from his track record. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I don't really have m- much to add uh, beyond he had mentioned integrating gaming and cars. However, if the fact is, if you have such storage limitations that you can't get a full version of Cuphead, the Witcher 3 of 2D games, I guess. I don't know. Um, then what are you really like going with this. <laughs> integrating realistically? And if anyone has a history of screaming out random shit when someone asks them what, what's due from the last random shit they yelled out, it is Elon Musk. So expect an announcement of his new project when they push him about this. So I'm excited to hear about his next project. Not the sort of disappointment of <laughs> this one. What do you think? Am I being harsh or am I, as usual, being right?
1: I, I think you're definitely being harsh. I, I think Cuphead in games is cool. It's It wasn't his fault that people thought it meant the full game, but at the same time, I just think, personally, that there's going to be more car accidents. <laughs> you don't need anyone else more distracted. People are going to have uh their cell phones and now they can play games i mean granted obviously there are probably gonna be limitations on how you can play the game but like don't get me wrong people are already idiots on the road you're just adding more fuel to the fire so we'll see how it goes It's pretty cool Big unless autopilot works all the time it i don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying mm. it it doesn't matter Amen. you're only gonna be able to play when you're parked so why not play your switch Truth. who knows all right I Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Hey. uh, Full full game, full game on Switch. What up? Uh, Moving on to our next story. We're going to talk about Playdead, the co-founder, Dino Patty, and Unity co-founder, David Helgason. Helgason. Yeah, there you go. Uh, They have teamed up to create a development platform called Coherence bringing this up because it's sort of a follow-up to a whole bunch of other development platforms that we've been talking about and how you know we have Microsoft's Azure and all that stuff well this is sort of another development platform that challenges uh, what people can what developers can utilize in the industry and gives them more, I guess you say, flexibility in the industry. So what this is, it's built to help developments of all shapes and sizes realize multiplayer ambitions. So it's pitched to be open, accessible, and lightning fast on a cloud platform with scalable environments and persistent virtual worlds. The technology is apparently integratable with Unity, Unreal, and Godot, as well as supporting multiple platforms across desktop, mobile, and consoles. The idea I think behind this is just to make it easy for smaller game developers to create multiplayer games and to have a stable infrastructure to scale those games and maybe even touted that people can create a game and demo the game on the service within a few minutes or something like that. So this is a very interesting and cool idea. It's another tool in the toolbox for any developer and I think the service itself the fact that there's more tools coming out means people understand there's a need in the environment, and I hope it creates competition, because you got Microsoft kind of dominating the scene. You got Epic Games and their Unreal Engine also dominating the scene. So you, you want to see people pushing more tools out there, making them free, making them available, so that us fans, us gamers, Enjoy the fruits of everyone else's labor. Because we're selfish. That's what I'm talking about. All right.
0: So, uh, you excited about new game developing? I am am because I I do think that Mm -hmm. like a lot of industries and maybe a lot quicker, uh, this one has consolidated. And now that it's reaching the mainstream, I feel like a lot of industries start going mainstream without having like a set established sort of, uh, or I guess entrenched would be a better word, like huge companies in them and gaming, game development in particular is one of them. And if all of these games work on uh, similar languages, uh, figuring out a way to potentially allow a developer to make a game that he could use a a different language with that uh, might not require royalties might be great. So true yeah who knows we'll see uh next up uh we're going to go towards again nintendo being in the legal system because if there's anything nintendo is good at it is not online services but it is intense aggressive legal action and in this case that was done through uh their legal chase against mari mobility a mario kart themed go-karting company who they sued for copyright infringement uh in japanese high court last year and the announcement was just made uh that the company was being sued for damages of 10 million yen which is roughly like 100 grand if you uh Uh, uh, based on current exchange rates, however that's pretty ridiculous Uh, and they are rebranding, that's Mario Kart that is, as a real life superhero go-karting completely free of Mario themed (laughs) imagery so sort of seems like Nintendo does not like you to use their shit if they did not allow you to and they would go after you So if you're selling T-shirts with Nintendo's Uh, images on them, you should think twice about it, right? Seriously, Nintendo's (laughs) lawyers getting the gun ready.
1: They're getting Uh, ready. They're getting ready. Oh man, I love it. I love it. All right,
0: it's impressive. Let's pivot over. It's impressive. (laughs) It's it's impressively mean
1: i guess so (laughs) it's just they want their money bro they're all about the money that's how they stay relevant they get money they can make stuff and they stay relevant it's a cycle man That is
0: the key create a beloved icon that children end up loving and passing on to their children and then squeeze every goddamn person who tries to use a money off the love and passion you've created
1: yep yep and then squeeze them again and then squeeze them again and then squeeze them again it's like we're fucking sponges. By the way, go to Harry Potter getting... World.
0: One ticket, $280. Ooh. Ooh. What is,
1: what is that even Reasonable. Right. Fair, fair, fair. All right. <clears throat> Moving on to our next story. This is coming out of, excuse me, I can't even speak. If you notice that I'm sniffling, it's because I'm sick. Sorry about that. But coming out of Apple, at their keynote speaking, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook announced the company is expanding their O... TV OS system, aka the gaming portion of their TV OS system, to include two of the best and most popular gaming controllers available. I quote, This is the Xbox One S controller and the PlayStation DualShock 4. Kind of unbelievable at the keynote speaker, if you were um, keynote rather event, if you were listening or watching the video, uh, the crowd definitely gave their biggest applause when that news was revealed because it sort of shows the staple. In the industry, are Xbox and Sony um, and PlayStation in general? Those controllers are just you know tried, tested, and true, right? That, is that the word? That's how you do it. Tried test something like that. Whatever. Either way, they are the most recognizable controllers in the <laughs> well, world i the default and...
0: model you could do, but that's <laughs> yeah. not even there.
1: I'm just saying. Clearly, people are very excited about this news, and having something in which gamers find familiar to associate with the TV OS service makes it probably that much easier for us to uh, sort of pivot over to that service currently. They got like millions of games, all these mobile games that you can play on the tv, but now you can play them with your favorite controllers, and you can pair them, but they have to be the Xbox One S controller and the PlayStation DualShock 4. Gotta have Bluetooth involved. So I know you have a lot to talk about. What do you think?
0: I am going to very much agree. I think <clears throat> Apple has decided to take a interesting strategic route when it comes to entering gaming, and that is to focus on a niche segment like mobile gaming and not try to jump into, say, a general streaming war amongst uh larger companies say the way google stadia and amazon's potential gaming streaming service will end up being you don't want to be in the middle of that and if you have good positioning in music and television all these other areas that a lot of these other gaming companies might not have uh or publishers might not have and might be interested like we will get to in a little bit uh, it might give them a strategic advantage like I had mentioned the PS4 and Xbox controllers uh, like we had said that's the only controllers that I, I think are I don't know not even just sort of accepted and popular. I don't think there's alternatives even if you wanted for a, a controller in any degree And so not shocking uh, I mean we had mentioned Sony is doing you know their own, uh, software over on the iOS a couple of weeks back as well, so uh, we'll see. It, 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 it does show that um, Sony might be doing something with Apple, maybe going into the next gen. Speculative, Dude, but a, a that's, lot of interplay. Yeah, exactly. A lot of big
1: companies coming together. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting.
0: We'll see what cloud is. I think they're trying to figure out the the strategy for gaming the same way, or they're trying to presuppose the next uh gaming revenue uh model the same way or the way that music didn't and they were caught off guard by streaming i think gaming companies are coming together to fight that off or at least figure out the model before it becomes uh standard and that's what we're seeing and that's why we're seeing some of these random partnerships that we wouldn't have expected before a reimagining if you will and if we're talking about reimaginings we're going to talk a little bit about modern warfare, which uh,
1: oh pivot 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 a, nice.
0: a smooth criminal, and how they are going to be uh, changing up the game in the coming uh, edition, including a uh, karma system and sort of honestly, it's just probably just going to be a Call of Duty game. I'm not going to lie. I just thought one part was hilarious, and I thought it was. Sort of, Mentioning where he said he did not want to use any real life places, and so they wanted to create a fictional country where the game took place, so they created a generic name like Urzikstan. And I was like. <laughs>
1: I wonder where that's supposed to be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really? It's fictional. Trust me, it's not real. We just took... It's not Uzbekistan, it's
1: Uzbekistan.
0: We just took thematic lessons from Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria, and I was like, what? So generic. Wouldn't have guessed. So funny. But also because the uh, narrative lead of the game was formerly a uh, head member over at Naughty Dog and you know there was a little bit of drama as we mentioned uh in the back end with the developers being chosen for the next edition of the call of duty because the series does cycle their games with studios and so i guess black ops's lukewarm reception bumped up the schedule uh i don't really have much more to add to that i think a lot of people are excited for the game but they're excited for every single one what do you think
1: I just, uh, E3, we're going to see what it actually means, what Call of Duty Modern Warfare actually is instead of being Call of Duty 2 Modern Warfare, you know, whatever. I know it's the fourth one, I'm looking out for gameplay, I just want to see what gameplay is like, and so, we'll wait, let's play the waiting game, you know what I'm saying? Alright, this this next story is coming out of (coughs) Netflix, actually, because... There is going to be a partnership between Wizards of the Coast and Netflix directors, Russo Brothers. Not Netflix directors, Jesus Christ. Avengers directors, <laughs> Russo Brothers. Jesus, that was terrible. The sickness. So they, Russo Brothers are obviously the ones that you know of in the Marvel Universe who have directed wonderful movies such as Infinity War and Endgame as well as uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. But either way... They are apparently huge fans of Magic the Gathering and have been around uh, the game since it came out in 1995, so they are going to serve as executive producers for this series that's coming out. Netflix, if you didn't know, has been adapting a whole bunch of anime and shit like that and creating their own uh, IP in that world, in that realm, so this is very, very interesting move, very traditional of them. They're, they're foraying into the niche markets that other people have not ever delved into, which I like a lot. And I'm excited to see. Russo Brothers are obviously massive creative talents, and they've gotten a whole bunch of good people under their belt. Henry Gilroy, Jose Molina, those are going to be the lead writers, and Yoriaki Michizuki, someone who helped in the art in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, will be the supervising director. So looking forward to that coming out very, very long from now. But either way, should be an awesome new show on Netflix plug 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 essentially solo
0: and i will wrap this all up with a little bit of more gaming television and in this case that comes from a i guess uh, traditional source and that is discovery inc from such powerhouses as, as Discovery Channel. And I just think that, uh, you know, apparently they have about 12 games already out and they have a whole bunch set up in partnership with Ubisoft, Jam City, who you remember, we do not up, like, Playaway Games, Code Horizon Games, Game ago, uh, and are just sort of going to probably be data scrapes and money grabs to be able to offset the fact that the traditional television model is not very profitable anymore. I don't really have much to add to that. So, uh, congratulations, Discovery. Welcome to the gaming scene. We will see a lot of companies uh, that have uh, the means and who are in that sort of analogous content space, but actually not do the... Uh, oh, oh, but who have no uh, information or experience in gaming try to enter into this space so should be fun
1: good luck yeah, right. we are
0: excited to I mean, watch you I mean, enter and fail and so we can have something hilarious to narrate
1: <laughs> we don't want to see you fail we want to see you
0: succeed okay don't listen to him but okay. in a funny don't doofy way that takes a long time and allows us to commentate on it in hilarious ways. still true.
1: we do like a good story who doesn't like a good story come on come on
0: we just like color right. commentary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Um, uh, is that it? Is that's that all we so, got? That's what we got. Now you know it is not time for so or something or another because I have neither something nor another to add. Therefore, to the spotlight, and you know, because this sound had escaped your point of views for so long or i guess point of ears Hey-o, that's it right there <laughs> there we go all right
1: uh this is the game spotlight baby and thanks to our editor we found this wonderful game that's coming to you it's called game bender this is a console who made it well this guy uh jay silver he is apparently one of the minds behind the system makey makey which is an invention kit if you didn't know makey makey is a separate game system that brings the world of games to your hands. Essentially, they allow you to play video games with interactive controllers that you can make yourself. Everything has can conduct an electrical current that you use. And so the game literally has wires that you can plug and play and attach to different objects in your world that you can use as controllers. Crazy, I know. But anyway, that is Makey Makey. This is a new game console that is being introduced to children as a way for them to learn coding apparently you can play the game code or modify create and you know generate games on the go i I know i just said a whole bunch of stuff but anyway so jay silver and his team at mit are making this it is currently on kickstarter okay so you have to be on there they're expecting delivery in 2020 uh, you can, what is it? You can donate up to 50 to 185 to 249 to 289 to 365 to blah, 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 blah. Apparently the system is going to retail at $500. So any of the deals below that get you the console plus added perks, the higher you go. Makes sense. Makes sense. The game system is where you play games and you modify as you play them. It utilizes scratch coding language. Okay. What is scratch scratch is a visual drag and drop coding language with games that allow you to modify their code real time. It's apparently the world's most popular coding language that is drag and drop. And it was created by those guys at MIT. So moving on, the console allows you to play a few million scratch related games on Game Bender. And you utilize game cards to create these things called game glitches. Game glitches then can be used in any other game that you're going to play. And when you click on the game card and create the game glitch, there's fun little blocks to tell you how the glitch is going to work and what it interacts with and what you do. Other than that, there's a whole bunch of other things you can do. There's different filters you can put on games and uh, you can put in new characters into different games. You can assign powers to different people in different games, cast magic spells. You're essentially going to be able to Photoshop any game you want. And the whole thing is designed to be interactive with just with every other part of the game and the game system. It's supposed to be really fun for kids, and if you go to their Kickstarter page, there's real-time video of kids playing the game and enjoying it and loving it. And it's just an awesome, awesome product. Apparently, the coolest fact about this, and this is all I'll say before you know touting this too much, is that this is the one system that apparently, <coughs> excuse me, where is it, where is it? Let me find this. This is the one system that is, funded by the National Science Foundation. There we go. So National Science Foundation gave out grants and they decided that this was a system worth investing in and they did that. So there you go. Either way, go on Kickstarter. If you like kids and you want kids to learn how to code, this is a great way to push them into this sphere without shoving it down their throats. It's very much akin to what we were talking about with the Nintendo Switch and um, the uh, The cardboard. <laughs> and all the piano games that they had going on. Sorry about the sniffling, I can't help myself. But either way, this is designed specifically to bridge the gap between imagination and coding and getting kids thinking about how they can shape their world around them. Creativity, imagination, all of it is just, it's all required when using this thing. I think it's wonderful. And that's all I got for the game Spotlight. Now, without final, ado, we shall have an awesome. That's right. It's our final lap, baby. All right. Um, Sol and I are very excited to be at this stage in our podcasting careers, being able to revisit things that we did in the past and also come to the future. This is going to be our second E3 that we've ever predicted. And uh, I guess the long and short of it is Solo, what what are you thinking? I'm I'm thinking we need to give the people listening the leaks so far that we know of, and then we'll just go on about how we feel about the stuff in general. So you cool with that? I think I agree. Let's get it moving. right. let's get it moving. So without further ado, these are some games that we know are going to be at E3. Okay, we're gonna start off there. Confirmed games include Gears 5, Halo Infinite, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Madden 20, FIFA 20, Doom Eternal, Darksiders game, Dying Light 2, which I'm personally excited for, Borderlands 3, which we've already seen, uh, solely cover this, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the Square Enix game, Marvel's Avengers Super Excited, Cyber 2077. Wolfenstein, Roller Champions, Watch Dogs, Forza, Fable, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, which is going to be Solo's favorite, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion, yada, yada, yada. I just touched on a whole bunch. Those are confirmed games, and there's many, many more, but that's what you can be looking forward to.
0: I was the most surprised by the fact that I heard FIFA 20 and Madden 20. Did not expect those. um, Why? Real shock. Dude uh (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) all right
1: i can tell that you're being sarcastic because at first i was like wait what are you serious but uh who do you think okay do you think member 16 hold on hold on what What, does that even
0: leave to talk about because that sort of feels like everything that someone would want to be excited about might have been touched on minus a wind waker remake
1: hundreds of games exactly that's the thing we're talking about what we don't know is going to happen there's gonna be probably final fantasy stuff that's coming out which i'm personally excited about granted you played nine and i'm playing seven right now i'm like times three speed what's up what's up apparently uh nintendo you know okay let's go with this nintendo has already pre-recorded their stuff okay that's annoying so instead of doing their own um what is it expo they're just doing nintendo direct right? And they're just showing a video. Sony is not doing anything at all. So really what we have to remark on is Microsoft, Square Enix, Bethesda, Ubisoft, um, Nintendo, I guess, and like, who else? But I would say that every single... To make a good E3, every single expo has to have something that comes out of the blue like just you were not expecting this you're like holy shit this is crazy and i really hope that like all Bethesda right, so did you know, something with so that right debut there, Starfield. what
0: based on all of those games which if in my opinion would take up a large amount of the games people might be interested in having you know or wanted to have been surprised by going into e3 what sure. game do you think would serve as a surprise one from nintendo say from their direct or from microsoft uh, or or not even microsoft from any of the studios mentioned. Uh I okay, so what have potential I bangers
1: I, I want Starfield. Starfield from Bethesda I think could be a potential banger. They teased it last year. They did the same thing with um what was it? Elder Scrolls 6, right? They they showed that they were doing Rage 2 and then after Rage 2, that's great that just came out this year, great. Okay, wonderful reviews. They showed Starfield, just a picture, and nothing really crazy. And then they showed Elder Scrolls Six, saying that they're working on it. I think if they came out with more of that feel, oh my god, and that could be the biggest hype that we've seen in a while because they've been known to make wonderful games. Fallout, they have—they're great at RPGs, right? My But They've 76. never done a space. I'm not Fallout Seventy Six. Granted, that's probably going to have some updates too. Not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. Either it way, it should update uh, itself into a new yeah, game. Yeah.
1: Uh, (laughs) And that's where Starfield comes in. And I hope hope that could... That's my dark horse. Let's go with that. That's my dark horse. I don't know. I'm really... Honestly, it's that. And I... Although I already said Halo Infinite. If they come out with gameplay for Halo Infinite, I think I'm going to lose my shit.
0: Yes. I I agree. I I, think that Wind Waker uh, remake, obviously, would tentatively make me lose my shit. I think anything... That would realistically allow those older school generation Pokemon games to actually be playable on a Switch, and not just allow me to put whatever that what that thing is, my fucking Pokedex, on my Switch. Which yeah, why yeah, would yeah. I? Why does that matter? But I shouldn't say that because a lot of people care about that. But actually, uh, no. Why does it fucking matter? So I'm gonna stick by it. I'm not going I'm not gonna qualify <laughs> that. Never mind. And uh, I am sorry for having. Thought about qualifying myself, and then uh, I would also not be surprised if we saw Splinter Cell because we actually went into it on the show about how they already sort of leaked the fact that that was coming out. So, uh, if oh, the, the guy was like, I'm working on it, just kidding, I'm
1: not working on it, I'm but drunk. I am kind of working
0: on it. We're playing Splinter Cell. <laughs> And then next day they're like, oh, we were kidding, bro. Come on. What do you you, mean? Are you crazy? Do you know something about about? Miss Splinter What do you mean, Splinter Cell? And then I'm sure a man's getting fired right quick after the game's released. I hope not. I don't wish that on him. I'm just saying, well, well, likely. Probably happen because that's a big thing to spill the beans (laughs) on. It's like when you watch football or when I used to back in the day and you saw a special teams player make a mistake and I was like, well shit, that was a run. Anyway. Yep, that guy's fired. I what are the
1: questions am, you got? What are the questions you got?
0: I'm curious to see, uh, or I guess I, I'll, I'll ask this because you are going to be there. Yes. Uh oh.
1: Yes, I am.
0: We were in the building hitting up them gaming Um, Is the pending releases or I guess releases would be would be uh, the accurate way. Could It could be plural. Uh, of the next-gen consoles within the next, I guess, year to three years, sort of make this E3 with PlayStation not being part of it and Nintendo being semi-part of it sort of feel like a leap year given the fact that no one's really participating and it looks like everyone's sort of looking forward and this is sort of like a year between a great year, whereas last year had a great year lined up with God of War and all these games that came out in the past year, the following year will be that again. This is just a gap year.
1: I I think this is not a gap year in certain studios' eyes specifically Microsoft. I think to them, it is absolutely not a leap year because last year was very much their fucking stagnant year. They got blown out of the water by Sony. We already talked about this at length, and we know that. They have to kill it this year. And so their studio purchases, their 15 confirmed first-person or first-party IP games that are coming out for Microsoft... Was that a year all ago now? Shown, yeah, it was like literally a year ago. when they just... They talked about that they were buying all these studios and they're creating and we, games. Hey, and I
0: will remember. Oh, shit. I just sort of remembered what I said, which I said, Microsoft punted on this year and they were going to try to show exactly. out. Hey, you got the stage show and no competition, so it, dog.
1: So it's literally. Don't legally, trip over yourself. has to be kill it. They have to fucking kill it. They're gonna definitely debut Scarlet Xbox Scarlet, which is the code name for the project, and uh, it's code name for their next gen consoles. So I, I definitely I think, think they're, they're gonna show off their consoles. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: probably the next I, gen. They already released I, I the think, other one. I do hmm. think
1: exactly. They're, they they are they released the um, discless Xbox One S. So you do know that they have had this in development for at least six to eight months now. They probably have a prototype, uh, something that you could look at. And I genuinely think that they're going to kill it this year because they're the only big name that I really care about. Nintendo, I'm sad about because it's going to be pre-recorded. Not that that can't be cool, but come on, man. Sony isn't even there, which is the reason why they released the nine-minute trailer of Death Stranding. And it's just... Ugh, man. The real it does, question I is... I understand what you're saying. Like It's kind of like a leap year, but to Microsoft, it's not. And I don't expect it so to be that, for them. That, I think we're to really have big it. news.
0: It's a leap year to everyone. To to nintendo and to sony but it's not a leap year to microsoft because microsoft is positioning itself with this off year for the year where nintendo is going to probably release two new versions of its own uh switch, switch. Uh, you know yeah, yeah and yeah. It's, that that is going to create a pretty intense uh competition because the only people who don't have a switch are going to be people who don't think it's powerful enough, or people who think it's too expensive. And if you serve both of those markets the way Nintendo could potentially do, hopefully appropriately, you basically solved every problem you had minus games.
1: They definitely have enough games too, with the Nintendo Store and all that stuff, all the the third party, yeah. all the all that. Oh man. No, they'll be set. They're fine. I'm pretty sure they're they're perfect. It's fine. only just like, I'm,
0: just like always yeah, like is feeling themselves. So they're like, fuck you guys. I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I would say ultimately for this E3, I'm looking forward to being pleasantly surprised, right? I expect big things out of Microsoft. And that's the one big thing I care about. There is score Enix that could surprise me, especially with their Marvel game. That's been under wraps. So it's the Marvel Avengers game. Apparently you've got single-player Like details are come out single-player and co-op, but it's a streaming single-player and co-op if you ever played destiny or if you've ever played um, Which I'm call it destiny uh, Division 2 any of those games of that nature the game is played single player, but in an online open world, and then you can have your friends join you. And they say that it's going to be that type of game, which is very interesting and very cool. You can customize your own player and have your own superpowers, which is also very cool. Just, you know, looking forward to those details. And then a couple other small odds and ends, like Link's, Link's Awakening. I think you're going to love that fucking game. I don't know if you saw it, but The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, they kind of remastered and remade his his 2D to 3D game. And it's a visual overhaul, making him look like a cute little doll, but it's the top-down view, you know? Top-down view, and it's kind of the platformer. I did play platformer.
0: one DS uh, version of, of uh, Zelda, and that was the one that looked like Wind Waker. Oh, okay. I'll find out. not name. the same, though. I don't know, like, same. Wind Waker. I'm not going to lie. Don't <laughs> at me, Zelda fans. I don't care.
1: Breath of the Wild, come on, man! I know you like Breath of the Wild.
0: Breath of the Wild, story—the most.
1: If you say overrated fucking game, overrated ever, sorry,
0: fucking God. game of all time. <laughs> if you thought that game you. offered anything but basic, then your awesome taste compact. on a scale <clears throat> of one to ten is a ten on a pH scale. <laughs> oh a- God, you're terrible. And You're lastly, All right. how does Sony PS look coming out of... Uh, I guess this is one that will be answered in retrospect, and this is one of the questions that are curious to me. How will Sony uh, look coming out for their decision to skip? If Nintendo, if uh, Microsoft, like I said, has a stage to themselves, the only potential is that they trip over themselves and try to do too much without doing the right things. Uh you know, Nintendo and, and Sony have had such strong years that they don't really have a place to really go downwards. They can only potentially go up if they release or show the right games. I think the C3 is just further proof that, like we've been saying, <coughs> maybe one of us uh, uh, very uh, vocally so, aggressively at times, but always in the right, that... AR would uh, overtake VR uh, in, in the short term, just because its application uh, was more related to uh, actually functional games, as Pokemon Go showed. Uh, and now you know they're going to take that cue. We're going to see how the Harry Potter uh, game comes out by Niantic as well. And secondly, uh, how cloud is the sort of future of gaming. And if you do not believe how does me, relate to Sony. Hold wait, on.
1: Wait, where does this relate to Sony?
0: Uh, this relates to no, no no I said that was a, a separate question this was just a, a second point I was saying that it proves uh, other than the question I said what else do I expect to see there and then I was like these are trends oh, being oh, confirmed like, no, no. never
1: mind <laughs> yeah, 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 you, yeah. you fucking lost me so you definitely lost the crowd there I was like what Bruh. you asked me a question about Sony and how they're going to react but it, I guess it doesn't matter at no, this no, point. I skipped
0: over Sony when I said that uh, the only way to answer that question would be in hindsight so we'll be able to answer that next week and then I was going to say that cloud is the future of gaming and uh, we believe that strongly because last week I had said loot boxes were the first episode's title Uh, guess what was the last fucking part of the episode's title cloud gaming Yeah, that's right since day one we've been right because the people know best And uh, otherwise, uh, I guess there's other questions to wonder. I'm sure Nintendo is going to reveal or tease another Smash character. I guess their potential big reveal tease could be Metroid. And for Microsoft, it is obviously going to be Splinter Cell. And uh, the only thing we can do now is wait next week uh and uh find out what will happen on next week's episode of dragon ball z
1: we're gonna have another spirit bomb and it's gonna be growing and growing and so growing so you know that shit's and gonna and be growing. like
0: three months long Same season five exactly oh jesus
1: christ it's gonna be great
0: god damn that used to be I so annoying it.
1: i'm excited uh At the end of the day, E3 is going to be wonderful. It's always one of the best times of the year for any gaming fan. It's where all the new news comes out, and you are going to see a flurry of information coming at you next week from us, but also uh, from every other news and gaming website ever because everyone's just going to be so fucking excited. It's like Christmas, but in June. It's wonderful. It's so wonderful. It's like Muslim
0: Christmas. Wish Eid Mubarak to the homies. Eid Mubarak. Eid mubarak Imu Barack Obama, Imu Obama. <laughs> all right, um, that's all we got, Lilo. Take us home.
1: You have tuned in to the rambles of Solo and Lilo. Thank you very much for sticking through it with us. I hope you're as excited for next week as we are, and for us to bring you the wonderful news. Obviously, we're gonna be dropping an episode midway through the week when uh, the expo will not be done yet, but all of the th- you know, all the, the famous, um, whatchamacallit, blah, 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 blah. All the news should be out by Tuesday afternoon because that's when the last conference should be or the last expo. So be on the lookout and, uh, yeah, be sure to show up at our events. We got events going on all week. Check out the Insta, People Like Games, and you will see everything at industry that you want to go to, that you should go to, and you should join, join the community. Thank you very much for listening. Tune in next week.